Hey friend, welcome back to the second episode of this week. Every single week we have two episodes on the show. The first one is really, really focused on practical business tips and application. And the second episode of the week is always focused on a Bible study breakdown. And this week we are in for a treat. We are in the fourth book of the Bible, being the book of Numbers. The point of these Bible study breakdown episodes is to really take different stories from the Bible and break them down into practical principles for our everyday lives as Christians, as mothers, and as business owners. And if you are here listening to this podcast, then I am guessing that God has probably at some point in your life and maybe even right now given you a promise that seems so, so big. And honestly, maybe God has told you something that he has for you, a calling over your life, but honestly, you're feeling super doubtful that it's ever going to happen because the obstacles in your way seem just way too big. And as humans, it is our nature to experience fear and doubt and second-guessing things, especially when the things that God calls us to are so, so big. But as Christians, we are called to not operate in our flesh, not to succumb to the feelings of this earth, but to really operate in the promises that God gives us in his instruction manual of the Bible. So today we're going to be diving into three lessons about having faith over fear as a Christian entrepreneur in the promised land. And we are going to be breaking down a story in numbers 13 and 14. So grab your Bible friend, grab your highlighter and let's do it. Hey mama, welcome to Bibles, Babies and Business. Are you ready to start an online biz, quit your nine to five and stay home with your kids? Are you up late at night Googling online business ideas, how to market myself, and how to get my first paying client? Do you have lots of ideas but feel overwhelmed when trying to figure out which ones to focus on so you can move your business forward? Hey there, I'm Cami. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, I too felt drained by my day job and wished I could find a way to make money online. I wanted time freedom and the financial freedom to be a stay-at-home mom. But imposter syndrome kept creeping in and telling me, you could never make enough money doing that. And what if you do try and you fail? But then I discovered how to build an online coaching business from home. In this podcast, you'll find biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, online marketing tips to help you start and build an online coaching business from home, and a whole lot of mom life because we're doing it all with a baby on our hip. So grab your Bible, snuggle your baby, and let's build your business because you were made for this. All right, so open your Bibles up to the book of Numbers. It is the fourth book in the Bible. And I want to give you a little context before we actually read the scripture. So the Israelites have left Egypt. The Lord has has led them out of Egypt, out of slavery. They are currently on this journey now to the promised land, which the Lord has promised to them to be this place that is flowing with milk and honey. And they're going to walk into this promised land. God is going to help them conquer this land and they're just going to thrive there. So they're kind of like on the outskirts of this territory, if you will. And what they end up doing is they send 12 men 
to go scout out the promised land and to come back with a report of what they find. And so that is really where we're going to start today. We're going to start with the scouting report. So remember, 12 men from the Israelites were sent into the promised land, this this place that they have been hoping for and, and believing God for. And this is the report that these 12 men come back with. We're going to start in at verse 27. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. And they had brought back this huge bunch of grapes, you guys, that were so, so big. I think even two people had to carry this bunch of grapes. And like, this is the type of fruit that was growing in the land that God was literally giving the Israelites. Like it was, it was an amazing place for them to live and to occupy. Coming back in at verse 29. But the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. So here are these 12 scouts that went into the land that God said he was going to give the Israelites. And it is amazing, but there's giants there. And they are so afraid of these giants. These giants were like like huge, huge people. And the Israelites totally believed that the giants were going to crush them. They were terrified of the people that were currently living in the place that God said that they were supposed to be living at. And they started coming up with all of this this fear and and these stories and these concoctions in their mind of, oh my gosh, God has led us out of Egypt just to be crushed by these, these huge people living in the land that he said he was going to give us, but how in the world could we live in this land when other people are living in the land and they're going to crush us? And they just kept going around in circles and circles and circles, really just allowing fear to crush them. And the thing is, this is the thing that really bothered God about this. The Israelites totally forgot in this moment how faithful God had been to them every single step of the way through this journey. Every single trial that they experienced on the journey, God had provided for. When they were hungry, God provided food. When they were thirsty, God provided water. Like God provided for every single need. There was not one time in which God had failed them. And yet, all of a sudden, their faith completely disappeared when they saw these massive people living in the land that God said they were supposed to conquer. They allowed their fear to speak louder than their faith. And as we're reading this scripture, it can be really easy for us to think in our minds, well, well, why would they have fear? Like, like God provided for them every step of the way. Of course, he's going to provide for them now. But honestly, how often do we really do this in our, in our lives where we allow fear to, to completely overshadow our faith, even though God has been faithful to us every single day of our lives. Maybe it sounds for you like something like, well, well, I know that, that the business that God's calling me to could be really amazing and it could be really fruitful and it could be really impactful for my family, but I don't have the time really. It's not a good season for me really to start a business or, or the market is too saturated. There's too many personal trainers out there already. There's no way there's any room online for me, let alone for people to pay me for my services. 
or I don't really feel qualified to become the coach that God is calling me to become, or how about this one? I'm so scared to invest. God told me to start the business. I have no idea what I'm doing. He is telling me that I need to go invest in a mentor, but I don't want to do it because I'm scared that I'm going to lose the money that, that he actually provided for you in the first place anyway. Friends, we are doing the same exact things that the Israelites are doing here in this story in Numbers. The setting is just different. Now, instead of us actually walking into a promised land full of milk and honey and and bunches of grapes that are (laughs) bigger than our heads, it's us walking into the marketplace and God telling us to start the business and open the business. But God, inflation is on the rise. But God, I don't have a lot of time. But God, like my kids, my kids are just, their schedules are just too busy. It's just really not a good season for me right now. Like we come up with all these excuses, all these reasons to allow fear to overshadow our faith. And as the story goes on in the book of Numbers, like when, when these 12 men come back and give this report to Moses and the rest of the people, here's, here is a really, really big key point in the story. There were 12 scouts that went out. And there were 12 scouts that came back. 10 of those 12 men said, there is no way that we can enter this land. Yes, it's amazing. Yes, it's a bountiful country. And yes, it is flowing with milk and honey. But there are way too powerful of people living there. We're going to just get crushed. 10 of the men said that. Two of the 12 men in the group had faith that God would follow through on his promise and lead them into the promised land safety. And I'm going to read you those verses. Those two men's names were Caleb and Joshua, going in at Numbers 13, verse 30. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. Caleb was speaking out in faith, even though 10 of the other scouts were speaking out in fear. And Joshua joined in with him. Here in chapter 14, verse 7, this is what Caleb and Joshua said to the people. They said to all the people of Israel, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into that land and give it to us. It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people in the land. They are only helpless. Pray to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. So Caleb and Joshua were the only two, the only two of the 12 scouts that believed God was big enough and powerful enough to lead them into this land to conquer their enemies in the land and to allow them to inhabit this land flowing with milk and honey. And this was God's response. Go to chapter 14, verse 21. This is the Lord speaking. But as surely as I live and as surely as the earth is filled with the Lord's glory, not one of these people will ever enter that land. They have all seen my glorious presence and the miraculous signs I performed both in Egypt and in the wilderness. But again and again, they have tested me by refusing to listen to my voice. They will never even see the land I swore to give to their ancestors. None of those who have treated me with contempt will ever see it. But my servant Caleb has a different attitude than the others have. 
Friend, I want to pause right there and ask you, do you have a different attitude than those around you who are speaking out in fear and doubt and negativity? When everybody around you, when, when the news stations are blaring out negative stories and, and sad stories, and it feels like the world is crumbling around you when, when, when it seems like fear is just consuming all of the conversations around you, what attitude do you bring to the table? Do you bring an attitude of fear or do you bring an attitude of faith? Jumping back in, it says, he has remained loyal to me, so I will bring him into the land he explored. His descendants will possess their full share of that land. Now turn around and don't go on toward the land where the Amalekites and the Canaanites live. Tomorrow you must set out for the wilderness in the direction of the Red Sea. So God heard this entire conversation that was happening between the scouts, the 12 scouts and Israel. And God said, you know what? You, I've been, I've been faithful to you this entire time. You don't even believe that I have the power and ability to conquer those people and lead you into the land that I promised to lead you into. Fine. Don't enter the land. In fact, I won't allow you to enter the land. The only people that God allows to enter the promised land is Joshua and Caleb who spoke out faith when everybody else was speaking out fear and the rest of Israel who was 20 years old or younger. What that means is that the entire population of Israel was on the edge of the promised land. Like they were about to go in. Like imagine being on the edge of victory and God saying, you don't have enough faith. You are speaking doubt. You are speaking fear. So turn around. You lost your chance. And that's what happened. The entire community of Israel had to turn around and they wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years until the entire population who was 20 years old or older died in the wilderness. The only exception was Joshua, Caleb, and people who were 20 years old or less. An entire population of people died because they were too fearful to trust God. So I have three points that I really want you to take away from this when it comes to having faith over fear on promises that God gives you. Number one, not everyone will answer the call that God has on their life. God's initial plan was to lead each and every member of the Israelite community into the promised land. This was thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people that were supposed to go into the promised land and conquer the enemies there and live happy, joyful, and fruitful lives. Like that was the promise that God had for them. But because they didn't have faith, they were not allowed to enter the promised land. Not everybody that God calls will answer the call. You have to choose to be obedient. God is not going to force you to step into your calling. If you allow fear to overshadow your faith, God is not going to force your hand. He is a gentleman. God is, God is a kind and gentle God. He is not going to force you to do something because that would overshadow his love for you. He wants to give you the ability to choose to be obedient to him. So that is point number one. Not everybody that has a calling over their life is going to answer the call. Point number two, allowing fear to speak louder than your faith will make your journey to the promised land 
so much longer than it was ever supposed to be. Did you know that when God led Israel out of Egypt, it was only supposed to take them 11 days to go from Egypt and walk into the promised land? Like it was supposed to take less than two weeks for them to leave slavery and walk into this beautiful life that God had for them. But instead, because of their doubt, and because of their fear and their refusal to listen to God, they turned an 11 day journey into a 40 year journey. And then they died in the wilderness. And I know friends that this kind of feels a little bit heavy, but it's true. This is, I mean, like open up your Bible. These are the stories that are inside of there. When we meet God with doubt and when we respond to God's calling over our life with fear, it is going to elongate the journey. Some of us are experiencing unnecessary long periods of wait time because we're simply not obeying. Like sometimes waiting is part of the journey and there's nothing we can do about it. And sometimes we're the ones that bring the waiting on ourselves. It doesn't have to be a struggle. Not saying that your life is going to be free from all problems, but don't be like the Israelites who took what was supposed to be an 11 day journey and turned it into a 40 year journey because they refused to listen to God. And point number three, acting and speaking in faith is never going to be popular, but it will be fruitful. Caleb and Joshua were the only two scouts out of 12 that believed God was big enough to conquer their battles, big enough to conquer their enemies, and big enough to make good on his promises. Everybody else was filled with doubt. Imagine being like the only two people out of 12 that believe that God can do it. And here's the other thing. When those 10 other men started speaking fear and doubt, the enti- like, like the Israelite community freaked out. They panicked. They started crying. They started just losing it. Absolutely losing it because fear spreads like wildfire. So imagine now being, now you're not just the only two men out of 12. You're now the two men out of like in thousands and thousands of people that have faith. Like you are the minority here. And the Israelite community got so, were so filled with fear, they even started talking about killing Joshua and Caleb because they had the faith and the audacity to believe that God would make good on his promises. And yet Caleb and Joshua stood strong. And because they held on to their faith, they got to experience the promised land. Believing God for what seems impossible to others is always going to make you vulnerable. Caleb and Joshua were vulnerable. People wanted to kill them because they had faith. But because they held on to their faith and they did not conform to the crowd and conform to fear and conform to doubt, they were amongst the very few people that actually experienced the promise that God gave them. Friends, the battle that you're facing is probably not literal giants like the Israelites are experiencing here. And the promised land that God has promised you is probably not like a literal land, but it probably is a business. You're probably listening to this podcast because somewhere along the way, God promised you that if you obeyed him, he would teach you how to build a coaching business that provided for you and provided for your family and gave you the time and financial freedom that you have been praying for. But maybe you're listening to this and you are so overwhelmed with fear and doubt that you can't even think about taking another step in obedience towards starting that business. 
God always makes good on his promises. Everything that God has ever said would happen has happened. Even the things on the news that we see today, friends, has been prophesied in the Bible. Like every single time the Lord speaks, it's always truth. So I want to encourage you today that if God has had a calling of your life that seems impossible, don't allow fear to overshadow your calling. And if you want to be in community with other sisters in Christ who have had the same calling over their life to start the business, then come join my Facebook community. You can scroll down in the show notes, click the link to join. We'd be happy to have you. We've been having so much fun over the last couple of weeks, just, just sharing stories, sharing encouragement. There's been women who have been typing out questions and we've been, I've been providing feedback and thoughts and and answers and questions and support. It is such a fun place to be with other women who are on this journey, who are walking towards their promised land. God calls us to be in community friends, to be encouragers, to sharpen one another and to help them when fear and doubt come up because we are humans. We are going to experience fear and doubt, but it's whether or not we allow the fear to overshadow our faith. Think for a moment. What if those 10 men that spoke out fear to the rest of the Israelite clan, what if they had came back and spoke out faith instead? What would have happened then? If they came back and encouraged the rest of the Israelites and said, you know what? We can take this land and God is going to provide. Let's do it. That 40 year journey would have been shortened down to 11 days. And every single person in the Israelite camp would have gotten to experience the promise of God. Community is powerful, my friend. And I would love to invite you to be part of my community. Scroll down in the show notes, click the link, come join other sisters in Christ. We're building up online coaching businesses that the Lord has called them to. I love you and I will see you on Monday for another episode of Bibles, Babies, and Business. Hi friend, thank you so much for tuning in to the Bibles, Babies, and Business podcast. If you learned something from today's episode, or if it blessed you in any way, I would love to know. You can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review, and I may just read your review on the show. Thank you again for being here, and I pray that God will fill you with peace in your faith, your motherhood, and your business, because you were made for this.